You're listening to episode 55. Hey there, Business Generals family. Welcome to another super episode of the Business Generals podcast where I feature amazing guests and I ask in-depth questions about their entrepreneurial journey. You know, my belief is that it doesn't matter how your journey in life started. It's not that important because great or small, the important thing is how you finish. So whatever your situation today, I want you to know that you can get your hopes up, that you are good enough to chase your dreams. In today's show, family, I dig into how it all started for our feature guest, how they have built their brand, and I even get into all the juicy details about their big challenges, their growth moments, and all their big breakthroughs. So it's going to be an amazing show. I actually selfishly started this podcast because I love to hear how entrepreneurs did it and I wanted to ask the questions for myself. So really, I am the number one student. So get ready for amazing coaching tips, family, to help you maximize your business dreams. Welcome and thank you for joining me here on the Business Journals podcast where I chat with amazing entrepreneurs five days a week. Remember to subscribe at iTunes and Stitcher Radio so that you never miss an episode. This is Davis Muntabo here, your host. I am super excited once again to bring you today's feature guest, Mr. Sean Cannell. Sean, welcome to the Business Journals Podcast. Davis, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean is a general when it comes to growing an audience and income with YouTube and online video. You can find Sean at Think Media TV and VideoInfluencers.net with YouTube channels boasting over 16 million views and a ton of high quality videos helping people become more influential on the YouTube platform and with online video. I've been following Sean for a number of years now when he started out, I think a little while ago, with YouTube for Churches and then different things when, when I started following him. And I've been really excited with the quality, with the gear. I know I spent you know, hours and hours trying to work out what gear I should get for um, my channels and, and my podcasts and different things like that. And he's been a, a fantastic resource that I've recommended to, to friends and family. So you, you better go and check out his stuff and, uh, and all the stuff they're working on. Sean, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I have always wanted to know your story and how it all started for you. So why don't you maybe fill us in on the personal side of your story before we jump into business? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I actually got started in video in 2003, and I was actually volunteering in my youth ministry, and the youth pastor, Jeff Moores at the time, he handed me a video camera. It was a Canon HV30, and it shot on mini DV tapes. So this was before even SD cards, at least we didn't have any, or digital and we, um, I started making video announcements. And when I started to make these video announcements weekly in Davis, I do not want anybody to see these. I hope no, nobody listening can find these online. These videos, are, are, they're terrible. But what I love about that is, is what sometimes people wonder, like, you know, well, how do you get good? How do you, you know, really figure out online video? And one of the best things to do is just start. You know, it's like we learn by doing. Um, Michael Jordan, day one on the basketball court, sure, he had some natural talent, but he had to develop that talent. He had to practice. He had it through repetition. And the same is true for video. And so I was thankful for that because I was doing weekly videos two years before YouTube even started in 2005. And eventually the senior pastor said, hey, can you do these on Sundays as well? So now I'm doing two videos a week. That's 104 videos a year. I'm learning how to edit. I'm learning how to be on camera. I'm learning how to kind of do a little bit of production, manage people, get all the information in, put together bullet points or scripts. I've just got all this experience. 
before YouTube even started. And that helped me with kind of the discipline of putting out consistent content. And someday, sometimes people are like, wow, you put out so much content. I'm like, well, I've learned how to do it. I learned how to do it, you know, before social media was even a thing. And then the first YouTube channel that I actually started learning the ropes on and just diving in with was actually our church's YouTube channel. And we started it in 2007. So again, we were very early. And eventually I started a business called Clear Vision Media, started helping small businesses, local businesses in the North Seattle area with video, kind of with their marketing. And I also started working with YouTubers, authors, um, kind of experts, those in the expert and speakers, helping them build their personal brands using online video. So most of my experience was on behind the scenes, doing a lot of the video production as well as the video strategy and optimizing um, content and, and videos and things like that. And I learned so much. And it wasn't, I started my YouTube channels around 2007, uh, 2010, rather, my personal channels, but they were just priority like number 10 on the list. But it was nice because they were kind of were growing a little bit. We started to experiment a little bit with affiliate marketing, which we could talk about later, a little bit of generating some income on the side. And it wasn't until 2015 that we got to a point where we were able to transition and I went all in. And now uh, I get to do, it's a huge blessing. I, I maybe am called a lifestyle entrepreneur or definitely an online kind of marketer. And I would say I'm in the e-learning space. I'm helping people learn online video from the equipment and tech side, as well as from the strategy and what works best on the platform side through digital products, through a lot of free training content. And this is what we do full time based out of Las Vegas with a growing team here that's helping us uh, achieve the mission. Well, that's a huge, huge, huge um, story. And I love, um, all the progress and, and you know you've just taken us through i love the fact that you know you've got to start somewhere and uh michael jordan example always always makes sense to me because um everybody knows him and it's amazing that he still makes an income today um even though he's been retired for years and years and years from basketball through his nike contracts etc i was reading about that just the other day so consistency pays off and you know starting at the very beginning with whatever small idea you've got. And I know we're going to jump more into this because I've got a ton of questions for you. Before I go there, Sean, just tell me a little bit about you personally. Um, uh, personally, um, I'm 33, been married to my wife, Sonia, for uh, uh, coming up on 12 years now. We have a couple of chihuahuas, no kids yet. And um, I think, you know, one of the things that I love is I actually love what I do. So I don't have a ton of hobbies I, I besides online video, YouTube. I, I, it's, it's still fun. Um, love to uh, love personal development. And I think the one other thing though, that lately I've really discovered is fitness development. I'm going to be honest. I, I actually, uh, one of my biggest regrets is probably neglecting my health and fitness um, in pursuit of just achievement and just being busy and just not making the time for it in my twenties. And so I'm 33 now I've been recovering that in my thirties. I've become pretty passionate about running. Um, I've been done a few smaller races coming up on a half marathon here soon. And so, um, I found too, as an entrepreneur that it's revolutionized my mindset. Um, it's giving me kind of a place where I can de-stress, have creative thinking, um, listen to, uh, you know, podcasts or audiobooks, And I've really fallen in love with, with running as well as, um, the ability of having an opportunity to get away from the digital, set the phone down, get away from the internet, get out of the office, get away from the desk and really kind of have a nice reset that has inc numerous benefits for the rest of my life overall. 
that's awesome. Uh, I think I need I need to do more of that myself. I haven't been doing much running for ages. So um, yeah, awesome. Next time we talk, maybe I'll, we'll have started some running. That'd be good. <laughs> now, I wanted to ask you then, tell me how long you would say you've been full-time in business for yourself. So I would say um, January 15, 2015, I was pretty much full-time doing client work. And so at that time, I was still, I was doing a little bit of side income, building my kind of online business. You know, I'd say working on my dream job while I had a day job. And that day job was was clients um, and doing a lot of social media management and online video work for them. And by January 2016, though, I'd gone full-time completely with our own online income from YouTube channels, different revenue streams. And so that was that was cool. And a short story there is actually October 2015, towards the end of that year, was just the craziest month ever. And what happened was, was I had three, we had three main clients. And the first week, one of the clients called and said, Hey, we got to let you go. You know, we've hired some people. We're moving some things around. It wasn't really a negative thing, but it was a transition. So I thought, okay, not, not great because it's, you know, one third, but, but we can make that up. No big deal. But then the second week, the second client let us go. The third week, no joke third client let us go. So now I'm a little <laughs> bit taken back. Of course, I'm uh, wondering, my goodness, you know, what's happening? How should we, we react to this and what should we do next? And I called a business uh, mentor of mine, David Goldstein, and asked him, I said, hey, you know, what do you, what do you think I should do? And he goes, I'm not worried. And I was like, okay, well, uh, that's kind of an offensive thing to say. Last time I checked, David, I've never got a check from you in the mail helping me with rent. Uh, you're not worried. I, that's great. You're not worried. I am worried. But uh, he goes, I was really glad he said that. You know, I kind of joked there because he's like, you know, I think this is just a sign. You know, I'm, uh, I've got a faith background. He goes, I think this is a sign that, you know, God is kind of kicking you off the entrepreneur cliff. You know, some people have to jump off. You just got kicked off. So, kicked off. <laughs> uh, so we jumped and my wife and I looked at our finances, a little bit of online income, and we thought, hey, we can last six months probably before we go bankrupt, so let's just try this thing out. And we went all in. It was about November, right, as October is coming to an end. Went all in, and by January 1st, 2016, we had replaced all that income. And then we had like a 10x year and things have just been growing since then. And um, so that's kind of been the timeline, but it also showed me, and I think for everybody, of course, listening, everyone's journey is different. But one of the huge lessons I learned was the power of focus. And a lot of people have to have a side hustle, whether you know working their day job, if they're trying to get a business going. But there was something so powerful that when I had nothing else, I went all in on one thing, it grew so fast because it had all my my attention. And so I don't know, maybe somebody listening, maybe there is a jump point. I certainly wouldn't want them to email you or call me and say, Hey, I tried it. It didn't work out. Didn't work. <laughs> I, your advice was horrible. But I do think there is a sense where I, I, to be honest, I probably was waiting a little bit too long. And I think fear and I think the what ifs can hold you back. But I was so glad that I was sort of forced in that p position. And, and I saw the power. There's a great book called Essentialism. I saw the power of of focus and action. When I concentrated all my energy on one thing, it started growing not just twice as fast. It was like a 10x multiplication factor that kicked in. Um, also a little bit of just sheer desperation and no other option by kind of just, if you will, uh, burning the bridges and just going all, all in on this one thing. But a huge, huge power of focus that kicked in and, and we've had great results since and things have just been growing ever since as well. Well, thanks for sharing that. I know... 
And for those of us who've been watching you, we were like, okay, you know, he's he's busy, he's producing stuff, but obviously you were doing lots of client work, as you're saying before, so you're in, in a little bit of a comfort zone. My background is corporate work uh, in in financial consultants and financial accounting, so I can I kind of relate to know that you know if you're in a in a good position with your income, you don't want to rock the boat. Um, but you know your boat got rocked by um, situation, and for me it was redundancies that made me start to focus in on alternative income. And then I, I just made a decision. I'm going to focus on podcasting and that's what I'm going to do for, for a little while until that breaks. And so I kind of relate to that story. And, and I love the advice that you're giving anybody who's listening. It, you can get started and um, just pick one thing and then focus in on that. And a little bit of desperation also helps. Sean, you've talked about um, income streams. So tell us a little bit about what your core income streams are today. Back in October when that was happening, what we were before that time and over the years, what we did, which is great for every listener. What I love about this is we discovered the power of YouTube and affiliate marketing. And to break it down in kind of a nutshell, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And so people are going second to Google. They're going to YouTube to ask questions, whether that's how to fix a dishwasher or how to do their taxes or maybe it's the review of a product of some sort, whether they should get, you know, this pressure washer or that one or this watch for their spouse or this one. Like it's a search engine. And so as I began to realize that early on, we started to just experiment with weird videos. Um, and when I discovered affiliate marketing, I would combo these things together. Now, what affiliate marketing is, is where you could go to like amazon.com. You sign up for an account, the Amazon Associates program, and then you can start getting custom links to any product on Amazon. So if you um, had a you know, I work with a lot of YouTubers that maybe do home decor. They do home organization, tips for saving money maybe, organizing their home. And so there's tons of stuff on Amazon. It could be closet organization, little Tupperware things, hangers, whatever it is. And as everybody listening knows, everything is on Amazon, right? And so I would realize, okay, well, if I link to these things and people go and make a purchase, well, then I can make 4 to 10% commission. So if I recommend something that's $100 and someone purchases that, I might make anywhere from 4 to $10. So early on, about five years ago, we posted a video called Gift Ideas for Him. And it was just on my personal channel. It's not really active anymore. It's still there. And that video actually... Sure, yeah. And if, if you actually type in that phrase today, Gift Ideas for Him, I believe it's probably ranking around number four. So it almost has a million views. It still gets views. It's years old. And I talk about just some recommendations for anybody that was shopping for a brother, a husband, a boyfriend, a father, any man in their life. And I talk about some books and some headphones and whatever else. And when people then watch that video, you actually make a little bit of income from YouTube ads and you can turn on the revenue sharing program on YouTube. And those are these ads that play before, little ads off to the side. But then if someone watches the video and I and in the video I say, hey, if I'm going to list everything that I talk about in the description below. If they go click on that, then we'd make a little bit of money in affiliate marketing. And this started to be like $5 a month. Then it was $50 a month. And then it was like $500 a month. Even when we still had full-time jobs, my wife and I, and we're still doing other things. And so we really discovered this, the power specifically of creating strategic videos that are 
um, in front of searches that that people are looking for. So another example now, as I moved into helping people with YouTube, if you type in best camera for YouTube, I believe I, one of my videos or a couple of them are at the top there, and that might have near a million views. So I'm helping people find you know, cameras. I've been doing video production, as I mentioned, since 2003. So I'm just sharing my answers. I'm just sharing the shortcut. Not everyone is has researched it and hands on. They're just looking for someone who can, uh, they can trust and who's going to give them an honest, you know, uh, point them in the different directions, let them know the pros and cons of products. And so, but cameras can be kind of expensive. Now they might be like a thousand dollars. So 10% could be a hundred dollars, you know, 4% is still 40. And through the uh, volume of doing that, as we just kept doing videos, the way we were able to go full time and go just completely all in with no other income source was actually just the Amazon Associates program. By January 1st, 2016, we only had 20,000 subscribers on YouTube on my Think Media channel, but we were, we were full time. And I'm happy to share the numbers. Um, I realized full time is a, is a relative number, but that check that month was around $5,000. So that's, you know, $60,000 a year just off affiliate marketing. And then as things began to grow, um, YouTube ads kicked in and some other things kicked in. Today, we do over six figures a year um, on affiliate marketing alone just on Amazon. And at this point, we have this ongoing list. There's about 25 different affiliate programs that we um, end up doing things for. And what people a lot of times are surprised by is that Walmart, Target, Nordstrom, Sephora, Ulta, Home Depot, Lowe's, they all have affiliate programs. So literally, no matter whether software, Dropbox, Hootsuite, you know, uh, Adobe, any kind of editing software, almost everything has an affiliate program. And so uh, what I like to tell people is in, a, in America, there's a famous chain here that sells tech. It's called Best Buy. So that's where people would go to look for cameras. So I'm kind of like a Best Buy salesman. You walk into the camera sec section and they're saying, hey, what camera should I buy? And that person there is trying to give them some good advice. I don't believe that Best Buy employees get commission. I, on the other hand, do get commission. I don't get an hourly rate, but I do get commission because I'm there online saying, hey, let me help you with cameras on these digital platforms. And people are doing this, Davis, in all kinds of different niches, whether that's beauty, lifestyle, whether it's even selling maybe higher ticket things where you don't need to do as much volume, but the uh, commissions could be larger. And one of the channels, that's one of our students, he, he does all barbecue channels. He, he How to cook, he loves barbecue. He's gotten all kinds of free products because of his YouTube channel, whether that's a free grill, he has a meat sponsor, so all his meat's covered, but he's done, he'll do like barbecue accessories or like Father's Day gift ideas. And he's generated a really nice side income for his family over just uh, a very short time by bringing that online. So that's what we did. And then since that time today, uh, YouTube ads is our probably smallest uh, form of income, but it's, got, it's gotten bigger as our YouTube channel has grown. Uh, affiliate marketing is probably the second. And then digital products is by far the biggest because in that case, there are, or just our own products, I should say, because you know when you're only getting four to 10% in affiliate marketing, if it's your own product, even by the time you spend money on marketing and you have costs and you have overhead, you're still going to probably keep 80, 85, 90%. And so it, it's a lot more um, you know, revenue for the business. I love it. And I thank you for being transparent because sometimes it's, it's hard to know what's relative, you know, what's, what's full-time income, what isn't. And you see a lot of videos because 
the biggest assumption on YouTube is making money from ad revenue. And then, you know, a lot, some people know that there's affiliate income, but that's not a widely known thing. So I appreciate you walking us through that. And, um, you know, I never really knew the power of Amazon. You know, I know a lot of, a lot of bloggers and other people creating income from other referral programs and other affiliates, but, um, not just the Amazon Associates program in itself. So, so that's, that's a good eye opener for me and hopefully for somebody listening from somewhere around the world. I want to dig a little bit deeper into this into this show if you don't mind and i know you've got a a free resource that we'll be sharing so hang around until the the end of the podcast is a free resource that, that i actually listened to just last night it goes over over one hour of free content and sean just goes crazy sharing um his best stuff there so so hang around for that surprise at right at the end but sean a couple of questions youtube is too crowded am i too late i don't have the time to be creating video content how, how do you uh, approach those questions. I'm sure you get those questions all the time. Well, that's a great question. And certainly competition increases every day, but a couple thoughts. You know, people say, when was the best time to start YouTube? And the answer is honestly 2005. But then I like to counter and say, well, when is the second best time to start YouTube? And the answer is today, right now. And so it's, I like to also think about it in terms of you take anything, you take coffee and you could say, you know, was there, was anybody selling or drinking coffee before Starbucks? And the answer was absolutely, of course, I'm from Seattle. My wife and I are both from Seattle, the origin of Starbucks as they've taken over the world. And there was coffee everywhere before Starbucks started, but they started and they, they had market share beyond that. You also see that it's certainly possible. You just take burgers and here in Vegas, another there's, in and out and there's McDonald's and there's Burger King and there's, you know, the list goes on, you know, you, wherever you are around the world, there's, there's all these, you know, a lot of, um, uh, anybody doing anything, there's always competition. And I really believe that. And then the question is, is there a large enough market to support, uh, maybe somebody who wants to start? And the answer is absolutely yes. Um, Susan, the CEO of YouTube just announced that there is 1.5 billion active users, meaning they're logged in with a Gmail account to YouTube every month when 1.5 billion active users and they're watching over one hour of content per day on YouTube. So the platform is healthy. The audience is there wanting good content. It's the second largest search engine and people are looking for answers to questions. So anybody that wants to grow their influence, promote a product, build a personal brand, promote a nonprofit, any of these things, YouTube is definitely a good platform to do it on. I was at an event recently and someone said, you know, is the ship sailed for YouTube? Like, do you think the ship is sailed? And someone I respect, I'm standing next to him and his response goes, sailed? Has it sailed? The ship isn't even fully built yet and it hasn't even left the harbor. And I would agree with that. I mean, YouTube is literally, it's just 12 years uh, old. You know, I think about maybe anybody listening. Do you have a 12 year old? I mean, does anyone listening have somebody that's maybe a teenager that's, you know, 10 to 15? They're not fully mature yet, right? They're not there. They haven't arrived yet. Well, that's where YouTube is. Things are still kind of in its developmental stage. And the last thing I'd also share with people is there's a recent article from the Huffington Post by Peter Diamandis that said, it's called the rising billion of new consumers that will arrive online by 2020. And he says that three to 5 billion new people are coming online between now and 2020, and that it's going to cause the greatest surge to the global economy that we've ever seen. Now that's just his prediction, but no matter 
whatever level of the fact that he's right, I know that he is right and that there's this surge, that there's this wave that's still coming. And so if you can, basically the answer is this, if you can hear our voices right now in this moment, wherever you are, there is massive opportunity to still build your influence online and on social media in general. And to be honest, it's something that I think everybody should be paying attention to because you can't take it for granted that it's going to exist in 24 months or in 36 months. But I do know that it exists right now. So it's definitely the time to take massive action. Yeah, I love that answer. Here's a, here's a follow-up question to that, Sean. Um, YouTube, um, podcasting, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, how do you choose a platform when you're starting out? There's two options. Number one, you could just experiment. I think people are too afraid to just get in and get their hands dirty. The way you're going to learn the most about anything is going to be by listening to a podcast like this, reading an article, but you know what you're going to learn twice as much doing is actually doing it because you're going to get your hands on. And so I don't see why anyone shouldn't just put some blocks, some time on their calendar to just almost go into beta mode and to test some things out, test out Instagram, test out Facebook, spend some time actually doing it to kind of walk through and do a test drive, if you will, to kind of figure out your footing and to see which one that really resonates with you. You know, the second thing would be which one do you like consuming the most? You know, that's one the one you probably know the best. If you love podcasts, you're all about podcasts, you're probably well suited to maybe do a podcast because that's also where your passion lies. Um, you know, for me, like for instance, Pinterest, it's not a big thing for me, but it's, that's a huge opportunity and a growing platform. And so if someone listening maybe loves it is active there, then take some time to maybe invest in your learning, invest some time to try it out and consider really building your influence there. But by far, probably the biggest tip is the self-awareness of knowing which of these three modalities you're most effective at communicating in. And that would be whether audio, video, or writing or text. Because blogging's not dead. Blogging is still a completely viable option. Podcasting, audio, that's happening right now. Podcasting is totally viable, and so is video. I don't think anyone is superior to the other, but the key is that you definitely want to be the most well-suited for all of the above. For me, I, I type typically I won't typically do written interviews where they just send you the questions, you have to type out your answers, because writing is not my strong suit video um, is. And so a lot of times I'll do video. So I think just kind of knowing which of those three is your strength and that you'd want to work on and develop and then just going all in on those. Okay. I'm loving this. There's a couple of questions I always ask my guests and, uh, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm shuffling between those questions and then trying to dig more into this. But we'll come back to, to the YouTube conversation. I just want to tie it up with this. How did you acquire your very first customer? I, this is probably a good story. I mean, I, the, probably the best way to, oh, I can give you two stories. The, w one of the first stories when I was doing client work and I, um, the way I acquired the customer, and I think that there's not enough people that do this when they're maybe trying to get clients. And that is, I think some people are impatient and they go for the, they go for the kill too fast. And, and what I've really learned is that online business or business in general is kind of a lot like relationships and marriage. And, you know, for me, my, when I met my wife, Sonia, she wasn't my wife at the time. She was a Starbucks barista. And so Davis, I mean, imagine if I walked in the day I saw her, I'm like, wow, she looks good. Um, I would like to get to know her more. So I walked up to the counter, I ordered some coffee and then I leaned over and I tried to kiss her. Um, how good day one, how good do you think that would have worked out for me? 
Probably not good. Or exactly. It, it's too soon. That was too rushed. And I think that sometimes people kind of do that in business as opposed to you, you got to date for a while. And before you even date, you have to have kind of some conversations and socialize a little bit and then eventually get engaged and then eventually get married. And so I remember one client where I'd, I'd actually seen him at a couple different networking events and was always just building relationships, building relationship. And he was able to see some of my work. And then I went to one event and I said, and I was confident enough to say, hey, you need my help. And I don't know if I don't I think I word, worded that way, but I said, you know, I would love to help you with YouTube. And he said, okay, he was kind of interested. But then I followed up and I emailed him and I said, look, hire me to coach your team, help you out with some things. Um, and here's what I'll do. If you don't um, feel like you got the value out of my training, um, I'll refund all of the expense. And I was in Vegas. I f- flew to Florida. I'll refund all of the expense. Um, I will give you all your money back that you paid me for a consulting fee. And I will give you and uh, your wife and son a gift card to go to downtown Disney because I knew that was his favorite place. And I told my wife that I was doing that and she was, she was terrified. She thought she's like, we don't, honey, we don't have that money. That's a little risky, but I think it was powerful because that actually kicked open the door for really one of my first clients that led to a lot of other clients. And so I think there's something about having a level of confidence and not, I'm not saying everybody should do that, but I think by my confidence, a little bit of vibrato there, um, he said yes. And, and the rest is, is kind of history. And there's something about locking in that first client because the credibility came once I had a little bit of a case study, um, and some things happening, he had some influence on his own. And so, um, that, that was huge. And then I think the second thing, now I have a product in one of our main signature courses, helping people with YouTube is called video ranking academy but when we launched that we also did things where we didn't launch at the price it was today i think a lot of people should launch things beta and get a chance to get people in them we went through a few beta phases and i think more businesses should do that meaning we just didn't say it was done and we didn't think it was done but it was good enough to get it to market and we put out some small promotions, got people in there, and built it also with that community. And that community was people who took a little bit of a risk up, up front, but also received a discount up front. They also helped us shape the product and improve it. So about the, we went through actually beta one, then beta two, and then eventually, this was about a six-month process, about six months after that first beta kind of mini launch, we then basically launched it uh, public like it was ready to go. But so many things happened. So those first sales came in beta, but the product was so much better than if we would have just launched it in a vacuum, if you will, just in our own bubble, without getting feedback, without getting some people's hands on, without people trying to break it. I think everyone should try to break, you know, find the problems, find the issues. Um, and then we also got some things like just testimonials out of that too. How do you, one of the most powerful things that any business owner entrepreneur needs is testimonies. There is nothing more powerful. If you can get video testimonies for your product, your service, your consulting, whatever it is that you do, video testimonies. But how do you get them when you haven't sold anything yet? Well, there's a couple of ways, but that was one of the ways to do it. When we launched beta, that initial group was able to give us video testimonials. So when we had our first big launch, it was a smashing success. But a lot of that because six months of tweaking beta, collecting testimonies, getting feedback, and really, uh, you know, not just kind of navigating in the dark, but having real wisdom that we gleaned from that process 
to launch the product. You talk about testimonials and um, and you've got some stories that I have seen in, in your in your training programs at the Video Ranking Academy that you've talked about here. And we'll put up a promo code right at the end for, for anybody who wants to jump onto that. Um, what would it take? I know this is one topic that you cover off quite extensively in, even in the free training. Um, what would it take for somebody starting from zero that maybe you can give us an example of some, something similar to get to, say, $1,000 a month just off of the YouTube platform? Well, there's a couple of different ways. So mathematically, some people start YouTube channels and they want to, if it's more entertainment based, and a good example is we just had an interview on our channel, Video Influencers, with a couple, April and Davey, and they live in Utah, but they started a channel called Kids Try. And so their kids have big personalities and they just try different things. So sometimes they'll hide underneath two platters and they'll have two of their kids and they'll lift up the platters and one person has like ice cream and the other person has sushi. And for you know a seven-year-old, that seven-year-old is not excited about eating that raw fish. And so they kind of uh, get all crazy acting and, and, and other kids love watching this stuff. So that's grown and it gets a lot of views. And so it's possible to generate income from just YouTube ads, which is correlated to the amount of views. And the way that works is you get about $2 per 1,000 views. So if you wanted to make a $1,000, I think you need about uh, a half a million views to to get there. And about a million views a month could generate for you about $2,000. So if someone jumps on YouTube, they'll discover quickly that that is pretty hard to do. But depending on your content, maybe it's, it's more humorous, it's more entertainment-based, maybe that's a goal. That gives you s- some handles for the metrics there. I think, you know, for affiliate marketing, it's it's possible. It's a much shorter path. That's why YouTube ads is my least favorite path. I think affiliate marketing is the best way to get started. And um, that could happen much sooner, but it probably depends on what your niche is. There's something powerful. Uh, again, if you're, if you're doing beauty and makeup or something like that, and then the lipstick is, I don't know, whatever other makeup you're using is cheaper, you have to do higher volume. If you're, let's say you started a luxury watch reviewing channel and you're reviewing like luxury watches, people maybe don't realize that Rolexes and Bretling and Movado and all these different brands are on Amazon. Some of these watches might be three, $4,000. So for some reason, if you had access to those and you were reviewing those, you would also be in front of a market that is... If they're look if they're typing in a certain model and they want to see review and they want to see how it looks and they want to hear about how it fits, they're probably going to buy a watch that day. That's what people, you know, that's the intent of looking for that kind of content. Um, and so with affiliate marketing, it could happen, you know, much sooner. I think the the biggest thing to know is that the conversion rate that's of a healthy Amazon um, affiliate is about three percent, meaning you need a hundred people to click on your link. And three people will make a purchase. So now you could just look at the math and say, okay, well, if I post a video a week and 100 people, I'm getting about 100 clicks in whatever niche it is. Then if I post two videos a week, that might be able to go to 200 and probably the culmination effect, the way that it'll feed off each other, it might even go to 220 and you post more regularly and you build your influence. A little bit harder to measure uh, in a mathematical sense, but you could get to $1,000. Um, I would actually honestly say six months to a year if we were re- really realistic and someone just was consistently, um, they figured out a good niche, a good fit, a good brand, a good focus. That's that's realistic that you could by the end of the year, and I mean doing that on the side like I did. Um, I did everything solo, even 2016, January 1st. 
I, I only had kind of an intern who now is full time, um, but someone just kind of volunteering their time. I was solo past six figures with YouTube. So I think it is very possible to, to do YouTube realistically on the side and do some, some substantial side and even part-time income. Walk me through a, a case study just before we went on air. You talked about a couple of your students. Um, is there somebody that you can share how this pathway translated for them and where they're at today? Yeah, I'll give you two examples. And one example is um, Heather Torres. And so she actually works with me here uh, in Vegas. But what's cool about her is that she also, uh, I love this because she wanted to be a case study. She wanted to kind of be a guinea pig, if you will. And she also was had just learned all the stuff I was teaching. So she was like, okay, I wonder if I could do this for myself. So she's a homeschool mom, homeschools, two kids, her and her husband, Isaiah, awesome couple. And so she just started putting, you know, she doesn't have a degree in being a homeschool educator or anything like that, but she just has been doing homeschool for quite some time. So she just could share her answers. She could share day in the life of, of her homeschool, her tips of curriculum or tips on different things. And her channel pretty quickly grew to over 5,000 subscribers now, and it continues to grow in this niche of, um, of helping mostly homeschool moms. So she's done a little bit with YouTube ads and a little bit with affiliate marketing, but uh, a third in revenue stream that we haven't touched on yet is actually called brand deals. And this is where you'd work with some sort of a brand or a company in, in like a joint venture partnership to promote their product, possibly whether in exchange for some free product or in exchange for free product, and then you can promote it as an affiliate, or maybe they'll also actually compensate you to create content around that. And the way she set this up was she did it by just a cold email to the curriculum company that they were going to use anyway. So her and her husband normally have to spend $1,200 to get the homeschool curriculum for the next year. So she thought, well, what if I, I have this YouTube channel? And at the time it was about 2,500 subscribers, not, you know, more than zero, but not massive, you know, kind of realistic, practical 2,500 subscribers. She emails them and says, Hey, would you, have you ever worked with, or would you consider working with like a YouTuber or an online influencer? They replied, we have no idea what you're talking about. Like, what is he, what even is that? But sure, tell us more. Let's explore this. And eventually, she went back and forth and landed this deal with them that they would give her the curriculum for free. And they're also going to pay her near $4,000. And then anybody who clicked the link and became a customer of that same curriculum, she'd also get 10% of the sale, which is near $100 off of that curriculum price. And so it was like, a that's a big deal. And that that is a lot more practical than people realize. In fact, Forbes write an, wrote an article that said micro-influencers are the new influencers because and what they're talking about is like smaller niche, and that's a key to focus on, having a focused audience that you've built around a topic really positions you to have influence with brands because they would potentially want to reach their reach your audience when it's a good fit. And so the reason I said niche is because her channel is just homeschool moms. So the reason it's better than maybe something really broad is because it's this very targeted focus group. So it's like the perfect audience for that company to work with. And it's something she already knows she believes in. It's something she can promote with integrity. It's something that's just a good fit across the board because she's built up this targeted focused audience. And so that's a really cool example. And then one other example is uh, Justin Coe has a faith-based channel called That Christian Vlogger. 
And he actually started our program at zero and basically from scratch just crossed, I think, 30,000 subscribers. And he went full time and he went a, a, a little bit different. So he he's not focusing as much on products. So, he, so affiliate marketing wasn't as much of a fit. YouTube ads is decent. But the two things he's been focusing on is number one, he does merch and he's created, you know, he's, he's kind of has a, a fan base, if you will. So he's created some T-shirts and some coffee mugs and some different things. Um, if anybody's interested in kind of going into this space on any social media platform, there's a must-read article called 1,000 True Fans by Kevin Kelly. It's pretty famous, and you could just Google it, 1,000 True Fans. I'm sure we can link it up in the show notes. And it just talks about the economics that – once you build an audience of a thousand true fans, that doesn't mean a thousand subscribers. You might have 50,000 subscribers. You might only have 1,000 true fans, but that, that is a, the tipping point to actually sustain turning your creativity into a career to build, uh, to be able to go full time around a niche passion to basically turn your passion into profit is a thousand true fans. And I really feel Justin's hit that point. And so a little bit of merch, but the main thing he's doing is crowdfunding. And a lot of YouTubers uh, will build, you know, add a lot of value. And, and he did this for over a year, just adding value, really no ask, ask. but eventually he launched a Patreon, which is kind of like Kickstarter or Indiegogo or GoFundMe. But Patreon is a way for fans and your audience to subscribe, to support your channel, maybe for some Q&As or some incentives or for some extra content. And they can support your channel on an ongoing monthly basis. And so when he launched that, he had about 60 people, I believe, step up to uh, support him on an ongoing, uh, on a monthly basis. And it's just kind of grown from there. And so there's, it's interesting. There's different paths. There's definitely more than one path for making it very practical to turn your creativity into a career, to monetize your message and to really um, turn your passion into profit. Mm. So lots of gold there. So there's power of, you know, niching down and um, focusing on one one specific and then, you know, just trying to go deep and providing value, value, value. And then the ask coming later. Sean, you, you haven't touched much on building an email database. How does this work in, in YouTube land? Do you guys go down that path or it's not very critical? I think it's critical um, because I believe... I'm uh, I'm going to say quote unquote smarter than other YouTubers and the reason I'm not to not to <laughs> uh you know have that hubris is actually because my mentors uh have told me bit of the importance of that it's actually one of the biggest mistakes that I see a lot of social media influencers making is they're building their influence on rented land so the problem with Facebook, YouTube is, yeah, you can get subscribers and it's, it's actually kind of the same thing. A subscriber there on YouTube is, is someone who's saying, I want to hear from you when you post new content, similar to someone being on your email list. The problem is YouTube can change their algorithm, algorithm all the time. And they have today. It's harder than ever before to actually reach your own subscribers, which is, you know, not a bad thing, but things are always changing, meaning the content that they're serving to people that are logged in, maybe because people are subscribed to so many channels, still has to be aggregated behind an algorithm, behind numbers, behind metrics, whatever. But what that means is that you can't necessarily even reach your own audience. And so I was thankful one of my mentors, Shalene Johnson, um, really helped encourage me and inspire me to build an email list. 
And so we started to pay attention to that. And that's what I also hope to inspire other YouTubers to do because for that very reason, when someone joins your email list, whether MySpace is here today and gone tomorrow, and whether YouTube is here today and who knows what the future holds, one thing you certainly can take with you and communicate anywhere is email. And what's cool about email too is that nobody owns it, right? Mark Zuckerberg doesn't own your email list, the CEO of Facebook, you know, YouTube doesn't own it, Twitter doesn't own it. Doesn't matter what happens on those platforms, you still have your contact list. So I, I recommend every business owner, entrepreneur should be building a list. Because again, whether when you want to launch a new product, when you just want people to know what you're doing next, people who don't are at the mercy of having to start from scratch almost over and over and over again. Whereas if you built an email list, you always build on the momentum of your last project. And what's the best way people can do that on YouTube to build that list? The quick breakdown of how to do it is to um, make a video and add value and always add value first. So whatever your niche is to create some sort of valuable content. And then once that, as that video ends, you know someone's watched that far and they've consumed that content. And then it's to give an invitation for people to join your email list that is in alignment with the value you just added. So for me... I help people with YouTube. So if I make a video, in fact, even better, I help people with tech gear. So if I review any product, I'll talk about a USB microphone. By the end of the video, I'll say, so, hey, thanks for checking out this video. Subscribe um, for more videos like this. And if you haven't downloaded the Think Media TV Video Gear Buyer's Guide, it's actually my complete guide where I break down my best lighting, tripods, uh, microphones for every budget. And there's a link to that in the description below then um, you could download that. So that's a free PDF download that adds more value, that's in alignment with the message of the video, and then that sends people to a landing page where they can enter their name and email address and get that free guide. And then beyond that, we basically just send out a weekly newsletter, which is also another benefit that maybe other YouTubers don't have. They put a new video out, then they're just talking to their subscribers. For us, we can drive a little bit more traffic because we also put out a weekly newsletter for people who didn't get the video in their feed, right? Or didn't hear about that message. And so we send out that weekly newsletter and now they're they're on the list. And um, that's that's about as simple as it is. And it's it's there's tweaks to it depending on what the platform is, but whether people do that on podcasting or even blogging, you know, you read throughout the blog, the last sentence, hey, if you enjoyed this article, you might like this as well. And it's considered a best practice to rather than just invite people to join your newsletter just generically, like, hey, join our newsletter. The best practice is usually to give what people would call a freebie or a freemium or a lead magnet. And that's some sort of valuable content. It could be a video, it could be audio, it could be a checklist, a PDF, it could be anything at all, but something that people would um, consider as valuable that's, that gets them a quick win and that's the best way to do it. And if you're listening to this podcast today, I want you to jump online, go to businessgenerals.com forward slash Sean C, that's S-E-A-N-C. And we're going to put down there, we do this for all our shows, and we're going to put on there all the show highlight reels. This is about three or four pages of just the highlights. So you don't have to take notes when you're listening to us talking today. You can just go there and, and my team is putting together for you a beautiful highlight reel of everything that Sean is walking through today. And that's how we are growing our list as well and making sure that you stay um, in touch with everything we're doing. So 
that's just a beautiful segue for me to to share that and so I just you know plug that away for for somebody who's wondering how to how to access that and that's also a lesson in itself that is how I've learned from my mentors how to build an email list from this free content and this free podcast and I hope you're enjoying this we're coming to the top of the show Sean now I want to talk about your free training program that you've got online and then we'll we'll call it a wrap so can we talk about what people can expect to find when they when they jump online and and listen to that and we're going to link this up again in that um free highlight reel that i mentioned and on our on our podcast website businessjournals.com for more information but sean just take us through a little bit about what's in in your course and um in the free free program that's online yeah so um that training is about 45 minutes and it breaks down the five of my best strategies for growing your audience and your income with youtube this year and so i basically break down my process and it's it's great right it's completely free so it's a crash course i think um anybody that goes there definitely you want to just take notes and you're going to leave with an action plan with a lot of clarity about what's working on youtube today plus we go more into detail about how to actually generate income and give some uh, examples of how to set that up and more case studies and then we really talk about um, the mechanics we didn't get too much into that about how i was able to um, grow fast on youtube you know before the show we were talking about um, I was full time at 20,000 subscribers. That was January 2016. But just the other day, we crossed 300,000 subscribers in a little over a year and a half. And so it's been a lot of fast growth. But that training is where I break down the system I, that I did to do that. It's just the process that I just repeat over and over. I did it this week. I'm going to do it next week. And how I think about coming up with good video ideas, putting them together, and then putting them out in the right way so that they get the maximum number of views, subscribers, impact, and then generate revenue as possible. So yeah, that's all included in that training. Awesome. And it's it's a very exciting um, training program i couldn't stop writing last night as i was listening to it so i would love for everybody to just go and um get into the show notes click on that link and um you're going to get through to that free resource um you know you've got to check that out this show is all about helping people create additional income streams and also help you find a way to create full-time income so sean's done it he's teaching that we've got um a bunch of students that are enjoying that and um, i know my wife is looking into youtube my even my five-year-old is looking into into starting her own youtube channel so the market is there and it's growing and she loves watching kids channels too like you were saying before sean so i think um if you if you've got a passion for video and you're listening to us today you know definitely definitely i urge you to go and check that out and um Sean, talk us about the promotional code that you've set up for all our listeners today and um, what they can do with that on some of your other trainings. Yeah, absolutely. So if if somebody also would want to check out and you can, um, in the show notes, however you'd want to get people there, but our, our signature program is called Video Ranking Academy. And that is the deep dive, right? Uh, uh, that free training is, is about an hour. The Video Ranking Academy is about a day. And so that would be, you know, what it would be like to get me to just train you personally in step-by-step over the show. Older, uh, training of, of how to rank videos. Now, what's a rank video? Rank video is basically when your video shows up in the other side of the search results. So we've seen even just even real estate agents do this. If you, you know, you want to be the person who's there, if someone types in Phoenix, Arizona real estate or Phoenix, Arizona listings, and they discover you, that's going to make a huge impact on your business. Or if they just are looking for um, a day in the life homeschool tips or homeschool versus 
public school. If you type that in, you're going to see Heather right there at that number one spot. And whether it's the best camera for YouTube, or I've even done this in like the health and fitness arena on my personal channel. Um, I, we mentioned earlier, I kind of geek out on some of that stuff, whether I drank bulletproof coffee this morning, I'm always taking different supplements. Um, I love green juice. And so I've got a video called best greens powder. And it's, it's about a product that I love that you just mix with water so that you can have green juice on the go. And when you type that in, it, it ranks number one in search. And then it's connected to an affiliate program. Just that video alone, um, generates around $300 per month through a separate affiliate affiliate program. So there's so many different ways to do this. And that's what the program's all about. Video Ranking Academy is getting, how do you make videos that um, get views, grow your actual influence, and then actually monetize that. And I know we didn't have time on the podcast, but inside of there, we talk about 10 different ways to uh, generate revenue with YouTube. There's a lot of different opportunities. And so it's been a very valuable program. People enjoy it. And so, yeah, I thought, you know, we talked ahead of time. Uh, if, if people are interested in checking that out, just use the promo code BGP as in Business Generals Podcast. So the letters BGP25, and um, that'll get you 25% off Video Ranking Academy, which is uh, that's actually yeah no hype you know or uh, marketers sometimes do that but that's actually a deal that we've never we've never done before but just wanted to uh, add extra value to your audience if they feel like that's a great fit and they really want to master YouTube and take the shortcut to YouTube success huge I, I, I thank you for that and I appreciate that and if you're listening here Sean talks a, a huge amount about you know distribution about ranking your videos he talks about consistency strategy quality content. It's, uh, it's a free masterclass, and uh, we're going to link all of that up in the show notes, BGP25, and um, I'd love for you to check that out and give us a shout-out. Let us know what you're doing with that course. Um, share that out and encourage somebody else who might be you know, at that position wanting to grow a YouTube channel. Sean, we've come to the end of the show, but just before we let you go, what is the best way for people to get in touch with you? Um, yeah, I think that uh, Twitter is actually one of my favorite platforms just because it's the, still the most public social media platform where it's it's appropriate to just walk up to somebody and start talking. That's kind of what Twitter is, where some of these other platforms, right, are more gated. Um, it's a great place. So I'm there. At, you can link it up in the show notes, but Sean, S-E-A-N, Cannell, C-A-N-N-E. L L Sean Cannell on Twitter. Love to help people answer questions um, there. And then on YouTube, uh, Think Media is the channel. Think Media is the best tips and tools for building your influence with online video. If, you're, if people are trying to figure out, hey, what lighting should I get? What's the best budget camera? You know, what's a cheap microphone? One of my favorite series on there is a smartphone accessory series because a lot of times I don't think people need to invest in a camera. If you just spent less than a hundred dollars on a tripod, on a microphone, on some simple lighting for your current smartphone, you can start creating some remarkable content because smartphones are so power, powerful these days shooting HD and even 4K video. But there's a few accessories that can make them better. So that's Think Media. And then lastly, Video Influencers is a collaboration project that I do with my um, the co-founder and friend, Benji Travis. And we do a weekly interview show there with video influencers. So anybody who, maybe it's YouTube, but if they're using video in any way and you know getting results with that, we'd love to hear their best tips and share them uh, with that community there. So if you want to figure out how to do video, uh, Video Influencers is a great resource as well. 
huge. And I've watched a bunch of your videos, a bunch of your interviews. It's, it's super quality. So anybody here, I'm listening, just jump on there and, and you're going to get great stuff. You'll never be disappointed with all the work that these guys are doing. Sean, that's all we had time to, to do today. And um, I love um, all the value that you have brought and all the information and all the training that I, I think somebody has gone away with something here from, from who knows what corner of the world. We've got people all over the world in Ukraine, Brazil, um, you know, Kenya, Zambia, uh, all, all different places in the world listening every single day. So um, thank you for your time. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hanging out with me and Sean today. I hope you enjoyed this show and I hope you got something out of this that will help you chase your dreams. Head on over to businessgenerals.com for all the show notes. Type in Sean in the search bar or go to businessgenerals.com forward slash Sean C and that will take you to everything we've talked about and download that highlight reel. And also remember to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or whatever other platform you're using so that you don't miss out any of these golden tips. Connect with Sean at Sean Cannell. Check him out on Twitter. Check him out on Instagram. And Sean, thank you so much for coming on the show today and for sharing your story with us. We are absolutely grateful. You are a true business general. Davis, I appreciate it and grateful to spend some time with you today. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, what's up, Business Generals family? Thank you for joining me and for listening to the Business Generals podcast. Connect with me at Davis Mutabwa. That's D-A-V-I-S-M-U-T-A-B-W-A. Connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on LinkedIn. And you can certainly find me at our podcast blog, businessgenerals.com. And while you're there, remember to access all the show notes, a ton of free resources, killer training, and so much more. Love you guys. Thank you for joining me. Ciao.